for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Run. But first, shut your windows. Hide your apples. Prepare for the attack of the android. And now, your host and the human leader of the android underground, Matt Lee. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Thursday, January 5th, 2011. Episode 16 of Attack the Androids, brought to you by GroovyPost.com for all of your tech stuff needs. Joining us this evening, we have a great cast. Everyone's back together again. The boys are back. Eric Finkenbeiner, what's up, man? All the way from Myanmar on 28.8 modem. What's up? <laughs> That's right. The hamsters are running at hyperspeed right now. I'm so glad you this that you're back. <laughs> Also, yeah, it's good to be back, guys. It's good to have you back, Jeremy Lesniak. What's, hey, what's up, man? What's what's going on? Happy that the whole team's back. Tonight. I know, isn't this awesome? The whole team plus one. Uh, Seth yeah. Herringer, what's up, man? Hey, good to be back, guys. Joe. Sorry for missing the last couple weeks. Hey, uh, we will forgive you. I, will, I know Eric I will... is especially glad to have my hair back. So, Eric, good to, <laughs> good to be back. We're just gonna it's call right, you J. Me. We'll call him JB from now on. The Beeb. Uh, and then we got uh, Joey. <laughs> Also joining us. What's up, Joey? Hey, guys. It's a gr- wonderful night up here in Maine. Starting a flurry in snow. I'd much rather be inside here podcasting with you guys. Hell yeah. And like we uh, mentioned last episode, we had a, a pretty interesting, well, what we thought was. I guess not everybody thought that as well. But we had a, a good conversation about something I found online about Handsent, uh, one of the more popular Android uh, SMS apps that you can have out there. Does anyone off the top of their head real quick, do we have a, a a download number for those guys yet? Like how many downloads have have they gotten? It's millions, right? For Hansen? Yeah. I want to say it's over a, but I don't know. It's over 10 million. Over 10 million. So we got the guy that found <laughs> this crazy little Bug, if you will, feature. Who knows? We don't know yet. Uh, Sherwin, what's going on, man? Welcome to Attack of the Androids. Well, it's nice to be here. I'm all right, guys. What's going on? Good, good. So how did you... You just kind of stumbled on this somehow, and like you were... I read... We read your post on the, on the, on the last episode about, you know, the whole carrier IQ thing, drink. And then uh, just problems after problems with privacy issues here and there. And so you decide, what, to go poking around inside this most popular 404,000 ratings. It's a lot of information just floating around out there, right? Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I, I mean, I guess ideally, with, like you mentioned, with the carrier IQ stuff, since all that was Drink? getting a lot of <laughs> all that was getting a lot of press, I started to just check through and I thought to myself, you know, what are some of the most sensitive application or sensitive things that might be on my phone that I'm thinking, okay, if someone were to find my phone accidentally, where would they want to start checking or pretty much, you know, where would I have sensitive data? So as as I pointed out in the post, I did a search on my phone using the ADB shell for all the databases that were available. 
And I just started going through them one by one and looking for ones that had information. I stumbled across Handsent, and I noticed the information that it had in there. And it absolutely should not have been in there? In my opinion, I don't think it should have been there, starting, I guess, uh, from the fact that if you're deleting a message, you would think that the message would be purged, gone from the system. You wouldn't want to delete the message and then, you know, accidentally someone get a hold of it, then they go in there and they find the message. Or so like a, to myself. you don't want like a, huh? a, a practical joker that's going to say every time you delete a message, instead of deleting it, we're going to send it somewhere. Yeah, pretty, yeah just yeah, for that, fun. Totally unencrypted. Here you go. This one going to your mom's. This one going to Eric's mom's. All right. <laughs> Sherwin, did, did you find like how many apps did you test when you did this? Uh, I test, uh, I would say, maybe about 20, give or take 25. I mean, I started going down the list from all of the ones there. I checked, you know, like your Twitter, Facebook, all of the different ones and saw how those information were laid out. I checked. First of all, I guess I started with my banking applications first, and I checked all those applications. I noticed that they were just had a cache database. Most of the information was just being passed through directly to the server, so I started looking through the other ones. That I think might have been of interest. Then I stumbled across that. So you so maybe about like fifteen twenty. You basically started with like the most sensitive items that you could possibly have on your mobile device, and then worked your way Correct. down. Obviously, I mean, we we kind of mentioned this last night when me and you chatted that Gmail, email, that kind of stuff, social networking. Okay, that's not all that personal. I mean, it is for some people, but. Anybody, no matter who you are, your SMS, like if it's your real phone number, that's personal stuff. That's, you know, your inner circle, so to speak. And that's when, I don't know, did you check other SMS applications and can I please stop using the stock one yet? Well, I I checked the stock one and believe it or not, I didn't really find anything on the stock one. I didn't think the stock one even has like a database or anything of the sort. Somehow it just pulls it, I guess, directly off of the server, the way in which it's being interconnected. So so when you delete much- one, when you delete a message, it's actually being deleted. It's not being saved just in case for later, right, Joey? Uh, in, in a database. Totally <laughs> the stock app works the way everyone would expect a text messaging app to what, work. Ex- exactly. <laughs> which is odd because we sacrifice a lot of privacy, I feel like, for the fact of having... The ability to change your individual ringtones or whatever. I mean, Hansen, I thought was great just because you could tweak all this cool stuff. And they had an awesome Android theme. I was like, whoa, that's cool. But now, I, th- I don't know, man, on, on the Galaxy Nexus, I'm totally just using the stock one until we uh, had a chance to talk with Sherwin here and see, you know, what are we safe from? Because the, the normal everyday person isn't going to go through that. They're not going to look at ADB and, and you know, run SQLite and go digging through database files. They have no idea. Yeah, because I told the guys at my job, because I know there's a few uh, paranoid individuals at my job that would think if they delete something, they don't want anyone accidentally finding it and being able to go through your information. And pointing cases, one of the guys at my job that also have a bionic, he lost his phone like yesterday, sometime like that. Someone picked up his phone. I mean, luckily for him, he had... Uh, I believe it was Lookout on his phone, and he was able to locate it and track it down and all that other stuff. But given if he didn't have that application there, someone found it, then, you know, they gain access to all your private SMS messages easily. 
And not only that, but they're going to go posting as you and being just a total D-bag and making people think that that's you posting. Remember when, when your yeah. friend like leaves his Facebook logged in, you're like, oh man, I am so gay. I'm coming out of the closet. Ha ha. And it's like that. You know, I, I can just imagine like a whole bunch of people just getting that done to them because of this. Uh, nope. No. Never lost a computer, huh? Mm-hmm. Now, nope. Have you ever lost a phone? A smartphone? In a snowbank. Really? I did. Yeah, yeah we someone... have those up here. Well, I mean, I snowboard. I don't bring my phone with me, or my I don't bring my computer with me. I, at the most, it's a camera or two, and that's it, you know? I was, I was drunk. Oh, well. Let's just leave it at that. That's another story. I lost story. mine in the D.C. subway, and someone turned into Verizon store, and they meddled back to me. <laughs> no way. Oh, wow. Very uh, nice. You really are Justin Bieber. <laughs> it's like, hey, sing that one song you sing all the time. It wouldn't happen for anyone else ever. It wouldn't, right? <laughs> ever. Even if Verizon got it, they'd be like, we hate these people. We're going to step on their phone. So how many, uh, just just uh, my own curiosity, how many of you guys, me included, have used Tencent? Like, it's all over my Droid X still. I, I haven't. You- I, don't, I don't see the point. You haven't Maybe. obviously seen how cool the Android theme is then. I, I guess not. No, I, I'm, clearly you haven't. Otherwise, you would have <laughs> used it until something as frightening as this comes along to scare you off of it. I, I Keep in mind that's coming from the guy that has an Android Chrome theme, too. Hey, you love that theme. I was using it at one point, but then when I, you know, I wiped my phone for a ROM one time. I never got around to putting it back on because to me it didn't offer enough extra, you know, use to justify me spending the time to re-download it. I mean, I've been using it for quite some time, like several months I was using it before even coming across that. And like you said, it has a lot of good features, themes, all that good stuff with there, but... Is it worth, like, having all of that stuff there? I mean, obviously, you can, you know how, and I know how, and we, probably everybody on this show knows how to go in there and really wipe that stuff out, but is that... It, should that be in there in the first place? Is that a glitch? We were talking about, if you listened to the last episode, about how they do offer a subscription service called Hansen, mm-hmm. was it Hansen Online Services or something, and they will back up your messages. But what that is, is you go through your messages individually and say, I want this one, this one, and that one. Not all of them forever and ever. Amen, right? Exactly. Well, sure, and this is something I wanted to ask you. Um, mm-hmm. Do you think that this is just like a programmer being lazy and making a mistake, or do you think that they're using this somehow? Or I mean, is this getting, this isn't getting sent back to them or anything, right? This is just this is just a mistake they made, right? To log all these things, or what do you, you see, what do you that's, think? That you see, that was my concern. I, I think it was someone brought it up on the lo- in the last show, mentioning if they were using it with connecting back with the server to retrieve all messages. I mean, personally, I just think. It's just something that they probably, over, you know, some sort of oversight that just, you know, didn't feel like cleaning it up. Or like you mentioned, or well, I'm not certain if it's you, someone mentioned that it was pieced together codes maybe from a different application and they possibly could have, you know, missed that piece. I'm thinking that's more or less what it was because I can't see exactly why they would want to keep it there, you know, and send it back to themselves. Uh, I don't Really, think, though? You know, I mean... They, if you look at Facebook and the kind of information people put on there and how valuable that is, isn't this being more personal? Is it, Does that exactly. not make it more valuable? Yeah, it would make it more valuable, but I would say that would be pretty bold from their, uh, 
from their standpoint to even want to sell an app, whether they give it away or they're selling it, to you know intentionally put something there to siphon that information out. <laughs> I think you know that'll be a pretty that bold does... step. At least they would have tried to encrypt it. And, and yeah, you know, right. it's, been, uh, it's been proven that even uh, supposedly disambiguated data is very easily traced back to people. There was that famous case about someone was able to find out uh, yeah. where someone lived by their browsing history on, I think it was AOL or something like that. I mean, it would be a huge PR nightmare for the publishers of this program to put that out and, and then find exactly. out and then have someone find out that, oh, by the way, we're mining all your SMS. But do you uh, think it's... Yeah, I don't buy that. Do you not... Is it not worth it at that point to take that information and sell it and be done with writing apps for... It's worth it until you get caught. How so, though? Fair. They got caught and they didn't send a cease and desist like Trevor got from uh, the Carrier IQ drone, well, well, uh, thing. Man, but they've been caught, but I mean... There's a difference between purposely collecting data and selling it, and but then just also, having mistaken your code. There's also like, you know, a difference between when someone is like, "Hey, did you know this is doing that?" and then just totally ignoring them, like it never happened. Well, except he said his latest blog post. I'm not, I'm not sure, Sharon, if that was your blog post, but on on the same site where it says, you know, um, I think it was yours, where it said that they up they released an update that but that was supposed to fix it but didn't fix it or something. Yeah, like that's that. was that you, Sharon? Well, I. I'm, yeah, that was me. I mentioned that I noticed an update. I think it was like five or so days after I first contacted them, and the update stated they added a feature to add auto delete, auto removal, or auto deletion of old message option. But again, I'm not really certain what that is supposed to be since they're not sure. really being as clear as you know. Does that mean old messages in the database? You're gonna run a script somehow to automatically purge it from the backend database? Some kind of database right. pruning, like you know. And I reached out to them again, same thing via Twitter as well as the admin at handsent, I believe it is, dot com, just asking for some clarity. But again, it's just like, okay, we're not going to answer this guy. Did they not say anything? No acknowledgement whatsoever? Nothing. No acknowledgement at all. Is and that odd? That's probably last... the biggest single mistake that they've made after, this, after you broke this story. Well, isn't that I odd? I even looked for... for the last tweet that I sent them to. It looks like it was removed from their Twitter page. I was trying to start to see if I saw it, but huh. can't see anything. It looks like I never contacted them. See, oh, that's... nice. And now they're not only ignoring you, they're deliberately trying to make it look like you never sent anything at all. Perfect. Is that odd? I even Is tried that... doing a few searches online, too, but I noticed I haven't really seen anyone else mention it or said anything much about it. So I guess, like... No, uh-huh. and you know, you no. know right now with how everybody treats or pretends to treat their privacy like they actually give a <laughs> excuse me, but there, if this came out on a place where there was a million people that used it and they all saw that, we would all stop using it. I mean, I stopped using it just like that because I don't, and not even that I care about what the stupid message is to my girlfriend or my mom are on there. I just, the principle of the thing and the fact that you went to them and said, hey, is this a feature or is this a mistake or what? I'm helping you do your job. That's what we do here. We help each other out. And just to totally, you know, blow it off like that, like it's not a problem. I think that makes it an even bigger problem. And you guys, yeah. if, if you're wondering, if you're not uh, on the site, you can go to infolookup.securegossip.com and see the, the post. The, the original one was made on December 18th, 2011. 
And you see my comment there. And then uh, the top one, there's the, the latest January 4th, uh, 2012. So check that out. So I, I'm just curious, if, if you would have been going through the database and only uh, saw messages that, um, that you still had, that messages you hadn't deleted, um, would you see it as as big of a problem? Or is, is the fact that messages that you had deleted before, uh, the fact that those were still present, is that the bigger concern? That is the bigger concern. The first concern, the fact that they're not encrypting the database to begin with, that would have been a minor concern that if I found an additional application, which I mentioned in the last post that I can talk about just now, if I found that application, I would have chosen an application that encrypts the database versus one that doesn't encrypt. But you know, at that point, I'm like, fine, I understand. You probably didn't want to go the extra mile with that one. But the fact that I deleted the message and then it was still there even after i deleted months and months I like that's like, a bug. Say, like three months after it was still sitting there so i'm like yeah that seems like a problem to me sure and the, 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 well, they, and that's the, the that's the difference i see well you're check this out you're that, making that, you know, you're making a move forward to delete something and it's not being mm-hmm. deleted that is a complete break of trust and code I think I don't know. Is it? Am I like I said last time? Yeah. Are we blowing this I, out of proportion, or is this this seems serious, right? Well, I think I think that that's the part that is important. Them storing text messages on your phone, yeah, they should be encrypting it. I agree with Sherwin, but I can see legitimate uses for that. The you know not cleaning stuff up, you know. It probably is just somebody was being lazy or made a mistake in the code. I don't think that they're using it to sell information or well, anything like that think about it this um, way but if, if, you know they it should be fixed it absolutely should be fixed and it should be acknowledged that hey this is the guy that found this and thanks for pointing this out because we've been going on version 3.9.9.9 and it's always done that so and i the thing i want to mention is that um if it, when you're encrypting and decrypting that that it's not on web servers and stuff like that, like for uh, SSL and everything, it's not that big of a, a load on the server itself unless you're getting a massive amount of like Facebook kind of traffic. But do you think maybe they didn't want to do that because they their app is on a lot of these older phones? So then you if you start doing this heavy load encryption decryption every time you store a message or a message comes in, maybe you don't want that to la- uh, lag down the older models, even though the, the Transformer Prime, the Galaxy Nexus, and any other dual-core phone will handle it just fine. But there's a ton of old legacy Android phones out there that may not have the power to do that. I- I'm just trying to like give them some sort of uh, out here. Uh, not an out, but you know, some sort of... Why? I mean, why? You, you Tell a, me why. You raise a point, Matt, but there are encryption al- algorithms out there that require almost no cpu load mm-hmm. uh, and are appropriate for mobile environments they're published standards i mean e- even if it were a database file that were it doesn't even necessarily i mean it's preferable to have it encrypted but even if it wasn't encrypted but password locked well what if they know? said this to you what if you you told them that and they were like that's your data why don't you encrypt it yourself why is that our job to do it because i'm not storing all of my data forever and ever without knowing it when i delete something i okay uh, exactly you would think it was gone 
like even mentioning an application that actually got it right, like back in December, uh, Moxie Marlin Spike, he, well, the company he's with, Whisper System, I believe they were just bought over by Twitter maybe sometime last month, a few weeks ago. They created wow. a beta application called Tech Secure. And what Tech Secure basically does, the first time you install it, it asks you for a passphrase, and then it encrypts your backend text messages. And it even does uh, over-the-air encryption. So let's say I have Tech Secure installed and you have Tech Secure. The information that will be passed over the air, not even the ISP will be able to sniff it. I understand that's a way, you know, way like, too much extra stuff right there. That's fine. Is that like but BBM I, then at that point? An end if, if it's what? A, like a BlackBerry Messenger, how it's end-to-end encrypted and unless you beg your country to bitch and get a server put in that you can, you know, some, man in the middle. Something like that, exactly. It's something, it's something with, with, our same, with our same type of functionality. But with them, even when I use that application to browse the database, I could clearly see all the text messages stored in the database were encrypted. And, you know, this application can be installed in just about any Android-based phone. So the capability to do that is definitely out there. They just chose pretty much not to do it. So automatically, when I uninstalled Hansen, I also figure, you know, since I'm going to put some sort of a value on my SMS, I went ahead and just freezed. I could have just uninstalled, but I froze to use Titanium Backup to freeze the stock messaging application and then install this one here. And I think I'm pretty much good so far when it comes to keeping my SMS private. The analogy here is that if you're sending something out on a, on a social network, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, whatever, you're, you're tr- essentially transmitting it over a radio. It, it, your anticipation of privacy is minimal and or null. Uh, uh-huh. your, but your, uh, your SMS is, is more equivalent to a private phone conversation. You have the anticipation of privacy unless you're underneath you know, federal indictment or something like that. <laughs> exactly. I almost feel like, though, also on the other side of that, the, the a lot of the majority of your SMS messages are going to be BS, you know, like, hey, get some milk on your way home, honey, like that kind of stuff. It is very personal, but it's uh, there's not much worth to it. But again, if I delete something, it should be deleted. I think that's the end of story right there with that. Is I do keep coming back to that accidental deletion argument. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility that they were simply trying to offer feature of an undelete. But if they're not advertising it, they're not making that known, uh, and, and that isn't what they're trying to do, plus they're leaving the database unencrypted, I see no advantage. All right. Well, Eric, before you get out of here, you got uh, any anything else you want to say about this? I'll just say I'm really, you know, happy, Sherwin, that you that you dug into this a little bit. Um, yeah, I think it's kind of, I think if we started digging into more of these apps, um, that we would find a lot more stories like this. Um, so, you know, other than that, I mean, it was great to talk to you. I appreciate it. All right, same here, man. So, you think that like Rocket Bunnies is is siphoning off the information that these other apps may be storing in plain text like that? How many apps do people install on a daily basis that they don't even ever use a second time? You know, there's so much crap out there. Exactly. And that was one of my concerns too, especially if you're rooting your phone. Like, you know, like me, for instance, I install a custom ROM on my phone and I also rooted it. So at that point, I can easily install an application that's a malicious application and not know about it for a while, then that application have access to everything, and now they can siphon it out, like the one you mentioned just now. So, yeah. 
Rocket Bunnies really does that? Get out of here. That's like my girlfriend's no. <laughs> top, top favorite game, Rocket Bunnies. No, you no, sh- no I'm, just, I'm just joking with you. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know anything about that. I, I think one. I think something. That, look into that for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Seth. I think something that that probably app makers are going to take away, and just cell phone makers in general, um, is that they need to, especially from this. And then um, a couple weeks ago, there was the big. Oh my gosh, the company's slipping my name now. Carrier. But they had their. They, what's that? Carrier IQ. Yeah. Drink. Carrier IQ. Um, with that, and then this handset thing. Um, you know, it's making I, I me like want to go back. Manu- and, what's that? It's uh, it's making me want to get a feature phone again. Well, no, but I think that phone manufacturers and people who are developing software and app developers are going to now have to maybe take another look at their, uh, you know, their coding and their backends and things like that, and see what's actually being stored on the phone, what's being sent off, you know, to their servers because, you know, now it's maybe there's hopefully there's like a new movement of you know of researchers and things looking at these programs and actually seeing what's going on because, you know, honestly, I mean, Carrier IQ is going to lose tons of business because of that bad press, right? And now, I mean, if this were to go like like you said, Matt, if this were to get hit, you know, a major site, other than you know our massive listeners, but oh, you know, <laughs> not a different major site, um, and- it would really hurt Handsense. And you know, for them to just re-stop um, some of these things, to you know, to just say, listen, we're going to start coding our apps so that this this stuff isn't stored on the phones. I think it's great just to raise this awareness because I think as an app developer, they're going to have to start paying paying attention to this sort of stuff. Okay, well, check this out. It. How many times does it happen that the guy that has the idea for the app doesn't know anything about coding? So, do you think it's? And here's another little weird out for them. But is is it possible that some of these companies that get hired by these places to make apps for them are just doing sloppy coding because they think who's going to look at this? No one knows. No one's ever going to find out. Yeah, I think it's totally possible. And um, we talked about it last week that my theory was this was just code being pieced together and, you know, somebody didn't realize the implications of what they were doing. And Sherwin mentioned that as a possibility too. And I think it's the most likely I feel, I don't know though, I feel like an app that's had over, what, 10 million downloads? I I feel like that's not just something that gets pieced together. Like this is, but again, if if you look at the, yeah, 10 10 to 50 million installs and in the last 30 days, there's a nice little chart here. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, but would you rather count your money or rewrite your code? I'm counting money and rewriting code. No, I mean, it doesn't matter. Because you'd have no reason to rewrite the code. Because Because Sherwin emailed me. Sherwin emailed me and said, hey, why is this doing this? And I said, you know what? Shit, I got to count some money, but then I'll look at it. But if they do that, then they have to own up that they screwed up, and that's not what they want to do. I mean, we've seen seen Apple do this. PR move, right, right. Well, so they don't, they don't want to admit that they screwed up and that they screwed up dramatically. I mean, we're coming off of, you know, the carrier situation, and we're coming off plenty of other things. What was what was the thing? What was it like six months ago that every every phone in the world was holding something? Uh, the location data, location gate, mm-hmm. as it was done. Well, that and look you at know, it, we're we're in an era post those things. Nobody wants to come out and say, yeah, you know, we're sorry. We know we. You, you thought you were deleting your text messages, but because we can't code for crap, you really weren't. 
I don't know, though. I almost think that that would be better looked on, especially right now with how things have been treated in the past with this kind of stuff. I think it would almost be a positive thing that, like, wow, somebody actually admitted that they were wrong. Holy shit. Like, get out of here, you know? But, but only in the tech community. Well, of course. I mean, and And I, I would almost guarantee that the tech community is a small percentage of their user base. Sure, exactly. And look, I mean, you can tell that by the, the comments here, like, fix fast. After the last update, my scrolling doesn't work as it should. When I scroll through all of my messages, uh, if my contact is in my privacy box, I can't send or receive MMS. Uh, more of the convo is visible over the standard MMS app. There's a lot of custom options. Great performance. Uh, this used to be the best text app ever. As of late, it's been crap. I'm still receiving the same text 56 times. Uh, Zach on December 26 writes the fastest SMS app I've tried go SMS was too laggy what's with the three dots you know I wondered that too I saw that right before I got rid of my droid X or stopped having service to it I was like what the hell are those dots I kept trying to like touch them and move them and I don't know can you explain the seashells and then the dots Sherwin how do, how do you, how do you use the three seashells, first of all, and then the dots? What are the dots in hand sent for? Oh, um... See, that's one of those no jokes our, uh, our friend wrote in about <laughs> that was like, you need to stop that. He doesn't get the three no seashells. Idea, Shit. <laughs> Just a I little... guess you're going to be getting more hate mail, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> what would you recommend people do? Just encrypt your phone in general and deal with that or just don't text about shady stuff if you're worried about it or what i mean for starters i would recommend people install tech secure even though it's in the beta state right now they're saying that it's still going to be free once the full version is released the beta is pretty workable right now so that's what i'm doing tech secure and that seems yeah tech secure the application from uh whisper system nice and they're pretty much it. encrypted backend database. If you browse and you check, all the all of your text messages are encrypted, and you know, that seems to be doing a job for me for the last few days now. Nice, nice. I'll have to check that out because I am I'm I I do feel like I need something more than the stock app. I don't know what it is exactly. Maybe it's that backend encryption. Maybe it's the end to end encryption. That's cool too. Um, it, do you, can you, like, I don't know if you can do this real quick, but it, 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 can you explain if somebody was like, how do I look at this database on my own? Like, can you tell the listeners, listener, how to do that real quick? Yeah, I mean, if you go ahead and purchase the application from the App Store, or if you just Google, you can find versions out there that you can download. The SQL Light Editor. Okay, that works too. <laughs> uh, once you... uh launch that application it's going to show you a list of all the databases on your phone so you launch that application you browse down to hand sent and once you're within hand sent right there you're going to see the two databases within hand sent and the one that you want to look at is the hc underscore scm.db when you're already in that database you can just check the two uh, tables they have there, the send log and the send log detail. Just click and then you want them, pop it open and just scroll from left to right and you can see everything right there pretty much. Excellent. And that's SQLite you were recommending? Yes. For the people to... SQLite. 
SQLite. That's if you want to view it on your phone. Now, if you don't want to view it on your phone and you want to simply just copy the database, use like Root Explorer or something, and copy the database from within that location to say like your SD card, then you can always download like a SQL database viewer from SourceForge and open it up on your desktop, and then you can just see everything right there from your big screen. Excellent, excellent. I am I am kind of interested to see because ever since I've had this Droid X for a couple yeah. years now, I've been using Handsent pretty much. So I'm I'm kind of kind of curious to see what's uh, what's in there. Yeah. So very cool, and I'm glad that people you know do speak up when they find stuff like this, even though it's you know it, it it's not your app. You're not developing for them, are you? I mean, <laughs> no, I'm not. that's awesome. That's crowdsourced. That's why Android is so great because we can do that stuff and look and be like, hey, you guys might want to watch out because that one's bad news bears. So, what do you uh, what do you do for a uh, do you program for a living or like what do you what do you do for a living? No, um I'm a system I guess I you can say a system admin, network admin type situation over at a university out in New York. Oh cool. And I also have like my own PC repair company, just like every tech individual that I know. <laughs> Six right. computers, set up network, that kind of stuff. And just, you know, run the blog and do a little podcast in here and there whenever I have the opportunity. That's pretty much it. I mean, I have an interest in information security. I know since I finally got my uh, Bionic at about, I would say, maybe two months or so whenever it came out, I, that's pretty much like my new toy to play around with. So, It is so cool having this technology. I, I feel like I remember my first oh, yeah. computer was an IBM Aptiva 535. Before that, I had an Apple IIc, the one you could carry around and hook up to TVs. Mm-hmm. And man, it was so cool. I had no idea what I was doing, but it was so cool. And now, like, it's the this thing right here, this Transformer Prime, is the fastest computer I have in my house. And we record podcasts here and do live streaming and all that stuff. And this is the fastest thing. And it's so small. Like that. That's just phenomenal. I think. And I guess the next the next thing to would be a step farther is for the same question, even though we had before, as far as what they're doing with the information in the database. Like one of the applications I'm looking at, even though it was originally designed for the, the Nexus S or the Nexus One, is an application called Taint Droid. It would have to be compiled and tested on other platforms, but that application pretty much does real-time privacy monitoring on your smartphone. And it will be able to tell you exactly everything that's going on if an application is sending information out what type of information is sending it's kind of like sits there almost like a legitimized rootkit to some extent it tells you everything what's going on if someone is able to compile and have that application running on a supported platform and then you know you have the hand sent application installed you can get a really good insight as far as what's going on that's really awesome definitely i think that the majority the more these phones and these these devices the more powerful they get, the more ubiquitous it's going to be. You have something that is constantly connected to the public, if you will, at large. And the more 
things we put on these devices, our personal lives and what have you, that's what they're made for, cameras and audio and all that stuff. That's our lives pretty much. I think a lot of that just gets left floating out in the open like that because they're connected and you can just go on here and do the local thing or the, the NFC stuff and just start, you know, snaking people's data. And you got to, I think the more we go down this road, the more people are really going to need to start paying attention to that because someone's going to get bit really bad. So. Yep. Word. Well, Jeremy, did that, did, did you guys, Joey, Jeremy said, did that answer all your questions you had last episode when we were speculating? Uh, just one more. Sherwin, did you find any other apps or do you suspect any other apps of pulling crap like this? I mean, I didn't find anything else in any other application. I mean, like with Twitter and stuff, naturally you can see that they don't do anything as far as your, uh, you know, direct messages and things like that. But again, those are all, you know, social networking applications. Same thing with Facebook. Like sure. the database on your phone for Facebook has it like nicely organized as far as first name, last name, email address, phone numbers for any of your friends that has that information posted. You know, you can just export that to an Excel file and you have a great amount of names here to spam and call or do it, whatever you choose. But, you know, you expect that with those applications, but anything else of concern? No, I haven't found anything else of yet. Okay. Are, are you, are you going to keep looking? I mean, is this like a oh, quest yeah, for you now? Definitely. I can't, I can't help it now. It's <laughs> right. You like, once you find a little clue, you're like, Oh, I got a clue. I got to keep going. This is crazy. Are you, like, are you keeping a list of the apps that, aren't compromised like because i'd love to see that yeah i mean so far the ones i'm looking at that i haven't really found anything i haven't really made a list of those but anything that i find something that looks interesting yeah i'll definitely you know say something about those i think we should start a site that is just that yeah apps you can trust That's what i'm thinking is you know i mean we're we're entering this age where i mean Mm -hmm. yeah we've got uh you know viruses and malware and things like that but one of the major criticisms of Android has been the kind of the loosey-goosey approach to permissions. And so if, if you could vet an app and throw it up on a list, I, people, I think people would, would appreciate that. I know I certainly would. There's a massive amount of, of wealth of information in, in something like that if you could start compiling it. I mean, we would all pitch in and make this massive list of here's the apps that you can trust and here's the ones that you can't. And if you want to be moved from the not trust list to the trust list, even though we should trust no one, but anyway, then you fix your code, you know? I don't code, but I'll tell you to fix yours. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't code either, but just looking at this more or less, I guess my approach I took first was like the, I guess I wouldn't say not really dynamic, but like semi-static analysis approach, but there's some really great tools, and I'm starting to dive into some of them, like a reverse engineering um, ISO for applications themselves. So like guys, I'll be reverse engineering malware applications. There's a nice tool set out there that has tons of different applications. So that's my next step. I wanted to do like, you know, take the hand-sent APK, decompress it, and then just go through it and try to see, you know, how the application actually functions, what are some of the things that it's doing and things like that. So if I found an application that has loose information now, just pretty much go back and look, try to look at the coding and understand slightly like what exactly is the end goal of that application. Absolutely. You got to. And I mean, the more people that use these, the more people 
are going to put their lives on them and the more they're going to get hurt when something goes wrong. And then that's they're going to be like, oh, that's just Android. And they're going to go get an iPhone or something. Yeah, we don't want that. <laughs> no. No. Use, no, use no. the Androids. I mean, come on. So you mentioned you uh, you rooted custom ROM. What on your Bionic? What are you running? Yeah, my Bionic. Just I'm running uh, the Eclipse ROM right now. Oh yeah, what do you think of that? Oh, I I love it. I love it, man. It's stable. Comes free. Yeah, it's it's pretty stable. I haven't had any issues with it. Nice. I can you know do my little tethering right now with some application that it has. I got a bunch of other applications I have installed that I can play around with. It's, it's a pretty stable ROM. Yeah, that's why like applications like Titanium Backup and the rest of them, those are yep. pretty sweet applications. And the cool thing too, even when you're you're ROMing and all that, the cool thing is that you can now do like a, a full image of your phone, like an Android backup once you, you know, once you root it and things like that, you can finally be able to do that. So any nonsense you're doing your phone in case you break it, you can yep. just roll it back. That's so great. <laughs> I, I did that actually. My friend came over last night. We were supposed to do a jam hole episode, but never got around to it. He had a Droid X that he's like, "Oh, I want to root it and do custom ROM. I just don't have the time." I'm like, "Dude, give me that." And by the time Which, we were done, and I mean, a lot of this is a testament to the the f- not forking, but th- the locked bootloaders and how much of a pain it, it is to yeah. do something like that, just because. What I used when mine came out is not at all what you can use on his. His, we had to like hook up to ADB and run this Droid 3 uh, route to get it to go because Z4 route wouldn't work anymore. And it's like, come on, man. But so we finally did that, got it stuck in a couple boot loops. And then next thing you know, it's eight in the morning and I'm late for work and haven't slept yet but he was like he got home and he was like he texted me he's like dude this is like a brand new phone uh what else uh happened we got the the transformer prime came out anything else in the news you guys want to mention eric's mom didn't get me a transformer prime like i asked her i was sad no that's because she only got one and uh, i got it so I'd like to see what do you guys think about um, the rumor mom? that Google's going to put on a ta- put out a tablet, like the Prime tablet. I just wonder what. How do you guys think that would affect the market? Do you think it's a good idea? Um, do you think it'll be Motorola? You know, do you think this is response to Amazon's fire? Anyone have any thoughts? Yes, to every question be, you just asked. <laughs> and it could simply be a rebranding of the Zoom. It already oh. exists. So, they refresh so. it, update the hardware, and call it the Google Tablet instead of the Zoom. They're not that stupid. Yeah, they're not that dumb. I don't think so. I don't the think Zoom that could be it at all. Terrible. And I, I honestly, I've been so tempted because I've wanted. I have an HP tablet, kind of. It's like a full laptop, the pavilion thing that turns. You turn the screen and fold it down, and it turns into a tablet. The convertible. The convertible. Totally just a horrible design, though. Heavy as all hell and, like, just clunky. And my friend in Michigan, he's another listener of the show, he has one. And his, where the screen turns, where it pivots, it broke. And the fingerprint readers, like, it's just crap. And ever since I got this thing, I've been wanting a good Android tablet. And I, I honestly, I have to say, I am so glad I waited for this one. Because this is it. If this had ICS on it, like the Galaxy Nexus, this would be the one. 
You know, Matt, I had read that that has some bugs on it and stuff like that. Have you found any bugs or software glitches with that, or has it been working oh, pretty well for you? Uh, well, they had an update. <laughs> it, Google Plus, you can't do Hangouts with audio. I don't know if that's just mine. Maybe I should try uninstall, reinstall first, but I thought that was kind of icky. But other than that, no, nah, man, everything works really good with it. I was noticing that it has a lot of... Uh, because it's Wi-Fi only, right? So it has a lot of tethering options in here, which you can tether Bluetooth, you can tether USB, you can tether Wi-Fi. But now the Galaxy Nexus through Verizon, they want you to pay big bucks extra for that stuff, right? So I have it on here. I can turn this into Wi-Fi if it's on something, but that kind of defeats the purpose. What you need is the phone to tether to the tablet. So I did a little searching, and here's my app pick of the week. You guys are all familiar with PDANet, right? Yeah. Yes. I've used nodding, it like one nodding, year nodding heads. PDANet. Yes, I am too. June, June Fabrics. I too agree. Um, they came out with one called PDANet Tablet Beta. And basically, mm. this this is what I was looking for. This allows you to tether the other way. So you, you install PDANet Tablet Beta on each of your devices. When you open the app, you can tell it to run as the server or as the host. Or not the host, but as the, as the phone or the tablet. And it works really well. The only thing I'm down on is the whole Bluetooth. Like, Bluetooth doesn't have good bandwidth to it yet i don't know if it ever will or if it even should but yeah it's not designed to be it's absolutely not and i i get like that's cool that you guys are trying to take advantage of what we have to work with but you couldn't do something like through wi-fi or something it seems like and get much better results i, I don't know but it, it does work so pda net tablet beta get it while it's still in the store in the android market or app brain Cool. Word to your mother. Or Eric's. Or Eric's. Does anyone else have any thoughts about the tablet or not? About the Transformer Prime? No, but yeah, about Google's tablet. I mean, do you, are you, do you guys oh. think it's for sure Motorola? Yeah. You think yeah, for they, sure Motorola will do it? I, I think it has to be because they've caught so much flack. You know, initially when they announced the, the purchase, merger, acquisition, whatever the crap you want to call it, the market responded terribly. The stock market was like, whoa, you're doing this? And their stock dropped, what was it, like 10% overnight. It was dramatic. These are tough times. So, so I, <laughs> Well, yeah, times are tough. Absolutely. Tough economic times. Okay. But I, I think that Google's got to do something to show that they didn't just buy Motorola for the patents. Because sure. that's what we all thought. They, we thought they were going to spin them off. So they've got to make a big play leveraging Motorola to show that this wasn't a mistake. Whether or not it will be... You know, it remains to be seen, but I think they're going to have to do something. It has to be Moto branded. They're probably going to call it the Galaxy Tab or uh, the Nexus Tab, is my guess. And it's going to be, in their eyes, a reference design like the Nexus phones have been. Well, if their reference design is anything like the Galaxy Nexus, I hope they do better on the hardware because I'm serious. If, if this scratches again just from going in my pocket, I'm, I'm going to take it back and I'm going to go with my Razor. 
I think it'll probably be the closest to an absolute pure uh, ICS experience on a tablet thus far, if it isn't completely pure. The only reason why I'm saying it might not be is because the carrier might get in and play with it. Uh, but it'll be very close to, if not completely pure ICS. It will be what Android thinks is the, or excuse me, what Google thinks is the best Android tablet. Um, the question is, is will it do well in the market? And that will depend an awful lot on the price, the storage, um, and the data plans, and if they can offer up some sort of a discounted deal or or what. Well, you know, the, the, the thing I was so interested in this is because if Google can come out with an ice cream sandwich tablet at the 199 price point, you know, where the Fire is, that has good specs. Um, Are you saying the Fire has good specs? Well, it's dual core. I mean, it's not bad specs. It's dual core. Oh. Is it a gig RAM or something like that? I forget what I forget what it has. But the, uh, I mean, the fire's not like horrible specs for 199 bucks. I would be cool. really curious how well that tablet runs if you just flashed like just a pure CM7 or something on it. Like, I bet it would run so much better. Yeah. So it's- I'm just saying, I'm just, I'm just really interested because I know if I was Google, I would be really unhappy with Amazon that they forked it again. You know what I mean? With all the problems with fragmentation, you know, Amazon makes their whole new, you know, operating system on top of Android. And if I was Android, I'd want to come out with a tablet to compete with the Fire so that, you know, we could keep people interested in Android itself and not just, you know, in Android as an operating system, not just as, like, a delivery for media, you know, a, a, you know which is what Fire is, right? It's just like a portal into Amazon. But check this out. Isn't that, center. isn't that what we've slowly been watching the Android market turn into? It was apps. Now it's apps and books. Now it's apps and music and movies and books. Like, it's... It seems like they're kind of following that path. And I mean, that's that's just common sense. Your people want to consume media, then you got to offer the media. And I no, love, yeah, I love I, the Google I'm with Music you, but I, what, stuff. But, but, but I think what I'm saying is that if Google is able to, you know, the problem with app with with Amazon is that they're always going to be a year to a year and a half behind Google on their operating system, right? Like for Amazon, and my, I mean, it seems like to put Amazon's. Um, you know, a layer on top of ice cream sandwich is going to take them a long time. It, se- it seems well, like to me. To test, why do so- they have to? Well, that's my point. Because they want to brand it and they want to create a hundred ninety nine dollar portal to all Amazon services. No, 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 well, no, check this out. Question. It's because yeah. it, it's because they have their own infrastructure in place. They have the the MP three stuff. They have all of this. All of the basically duplicating what Google is doing now with their store, minus no, my, the whole you know everything else that you can get on Amazon now. Yeah, but my point is that if if Google is able to come out with a hundred ninety nine price point with a good tablet as running ice cream sandwich, that is going to be, in my opinion, a compelling competitor to the Fire, right? Because now Google you can get could a give one away. Has, you know, access to all Google stuff. Still has access to all his Amazon stuff. And is running the brand new ice cream sandwich operating system, which is much better than, you know, Amazon's piece together. In my opinion, I mean, their operating system doesn't seem that great. It all you can do with it, in my opinion. I mean, that's not true, but ICS is awesome. I would much rather I would much rather have ICS than Amazon's, you know, build on gingerbread. Um, And so, yeah, it seems like a pretty competitive advantage for for Google if they can do that. And it's interesting to see what will happen. So check this out: if you're Google, do you? 
do you kind of make changes to the OS with that in mind and say, Let's, I would. what would really F these guys over if we came out with an update, leave them in the dirt on like Froyo and we're over here on Jelly Bean loving life? Well, it would it definitely, if I, if I was Google, Is that antitrust? I, would, I would put lots of money into developing my OS so that it's continually becoming more and more awesome so that these people who are trying to build you know, branches from it can't compete because they just don't have the money, although Amazon does. <laughs> but maybe it doesn't quite have the engineering talent, you know what I mean, or developing talent that Google has, especially with Motorola together. You know, it just seems that that's a place where, where Google can play to its strengths, right? I think so, uh, so because Motorola always made good hardware. Like I, I, my first Droid, the original Droid, was great. The Droid X was awesome. Like they made good hardware. The my only problem with them was the crap that they put on it. It was just unnecessary fluff. Yeah, Jeremy. Two, so two things. First off, Google doesn't mind that Amazon's done this because if if you listen every time. Google talks about what their business model is. Google's business model is you use the web, yep. you're going to come to things that we sell ads on, and we're going to make money. Exactly. So does Amazon selling, what are we up to, 6 million tablets in a relatively short period of time help that business model or hurt it? Their business model is not Android. Remember, they're not making money on Android. Yep. So but this they're making helps money on them. That- but they are making money on the App Store and on Google Music. No, they're they're uh, they're not. Doubtful, if you doubtful. if you think, think about the infrastructure that's there, bandwidth, staffing, and everything, they're they, they might be breaking even. My guess is they're probably losing money. It's like a YouTube, right? The, that whole situation. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You got to remember, Apple has stated that they don't make any money on the App Store, and they're right. getting what thirty no, percent or something. Yeah, no, where, I've never seven. heard that. Where is they're that? I've never heard that. Money, but it's a small amount compared to. Apple's maybe uh, if yearly they... revenue, it's minor. The the, the second thing, and in uh, it's far more important. We're looking at this from the perspective of very different people than the people that are buying the Kindle Fire. For and sure, we can't forget that. You know, the people that have a Kindle Fire don't expect it to ever get updated. They don't care if it gets updated. If it does what it does now forever, they will be happy. Those are the people that complain in app comments that, like, why are there so many updates? It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I will stop fixing everything then. Right. Like, I you mean, see that. We, oh, it's just uneducation. You know, we can say that that what, that running Amazon's layer on top of, what is it, we think it's gingerbread, isn't good. But remember, these six million people are the same ones that when they saw... Uh, honeycomb didn't care so you know it's it's market response the market doesn't care what os is there the market cares that they can do what they want to do with the thing and in this case it's a 200 hundred dollar thing that lets them buy music and browse the web and watch movies and tv and maybe it's a, a moderate experience compared to an ipad or something but it's 199 dollars who cares and in that same vein, don't you think Google could completely ad subsidize a tablet and just give it away and just flood the market with that and link it to their movies and their books and their music? They could, but they're not going to. 
Um, I, I don't think that they have the ecosystem. I don't think people are as prepared to buy things. Um, the whole notion of the ecosystem is something that's, that absolutely fascinates me. I, I go back to my blog and I find that I write about it way too often. <laughs> Amazon is the only one that can really pull this off because people are used to buying crap from Amazon right. constantly. Right. I mean, they've got that one click. You know, I mean, if you want to spend money rapidly, you go to Amazon.com and you can you can go bankrupt very fast. Well, Ten s- minutes. I speaking of, Am- Amazon.co.uk is the only place you can get a real Galaxy Nexus car dock, the one that actually has the charger built into it and the three-pin uh, connector that flips it into car mode. The stuff that Verizon's selling here in the States is not that dock. It, it's basically just a $50 holder. So did you buy one? I bought one. I didn't know. And then I took it no. back did, and I was you, like, this did is... Did you buy one? Did you buy the, the UK model? Oh, no, because it said it, it will ship in one to three months. I was like, yeah, nah. That's that's lame. But, no, you know, uh, Amazon's been playing around with this. I mean, we saw this. This has been a steady march. And, and well, if I'm getting way too off topic, stop me. No, but, for you know, sure. But When well, they started with the, the Kindles, with the ads... They've been building their infrastructure this and whole time while Google people to ex- that exactly. It you might not be the them. next one, but if not the next one, it'll be the one after. You will pay for a Amazon Prime account, and you will get a Kindle for free. Because how else are you going to consume all that great content you're going to get from your Amazon Prime account? I mean, shit. Right. What, it, do you, it, what do you think, it, Sherwin? Do you do you use Amazon stuff? You played with a Kindle Fire, anything like that? No, I haven't really played with the Kindle Fires yet. Haven't really used, matter of fact, anything for Amazon. Me neither. Well, speaking as someone who does live sort of in the Amazon world, um, I do have a Prime membership. I haven't bought a Kindle Fire. Um, I ironically, I've I've got two different people that have run into me lately and and asked me if my Nook Color was a Kindle Fire. <laughs> uh Oh, uh, anti compete. Uh, which, well, I think that's interesting, too, is that uh, Amazon's not the first one to come to market with a tablet slash e-reader that is basically a portal to content only through one provider. Barnes & Noble actually did that first. If you get a Nook Color or a Nook Color tablet or Nook tablet, whatever the heck they're calling it these days, um, it, by default stock, it runs uh, essentially the same thing that Kindle uh, Fire does. It's a modified Android with a, a Barnes & Noble skin on it with links to Barnes & Noble documents, Barnes & Noble pictures, Barnes & Noble movies, Barnes & Noble's app store, yada, 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 yada. Of course. And they're not doing well. They're not doing well. I mean, everyone I have talked to, my girlfriends talked to, uh, anyone. And, you know, you mention the Nook, and people go, "What's that?" And you say, "Well, it's like a Kindle," and then they know what it is. Right, right. So, but that's that I name think- brand recognition. You know, they've developed yes. that over. And I mean, back in the day, what was there? There was no nice e-reader like that. You were either reading on your Treo six fifty, or you were not at all. You were reading actual books. And what's amazing to me is that uh, even with a Barnes & Noble store in the state only about 45 minutes to an hour uh, away, uh, no one in this area has even heard of one. It's amazing. I just don't get it. Yeah, it's... I agree. There... I don't have anything else to add. Okay. 
Um, let's, uh, I don't know if you guys got to get out of here. We're running a little long here, but what do you guys, I, I'm kind of curious what Sherwin thinks about the whole, the, the reason we talked about this last episode briefly, that the Galaxy S phones are not getting ice cream sandwich because Samsung opted to, they, they want their touch whiz on there. And clearly there is only room for one or the other. You can't have both. Uh, do you feel like that's a legit reason for stopping forward progress at all? I, I, I really can't say for sure on the, on the topic because I haven't really read it in detail. But I mean, what I have seen is that, uh, which one was it recently? I think it's the Prime, the same one that you have. I know one of the guys from over this startup podcast was saying that uh, they were holding back on it because they kind of rushed it to release the ice cream sandwich, but then some of the features within it wasn't really working as they expected it, so they held back shipment. They even pulled all the one from Best Buy just so they can do a few more updates. So I think maybe it might have been the same thing as what you're referring to. Instead of rushing with it, they probably just wanted to wait a bit until they get everything in order. Right, and that's refreshing. I mean, I had a friend that used to work at Intel way back in the day, and he said that nine times out of ten, what they were releasing was barely even finished, but they had that cycle they had to keep up with. It wasn't any fault of their own. It was just how the business is. And then, you know, the the people suffer for it, and then we have bad experiences with certain brands, and so we go to other brands. And I think if... I, I kind of blame the iPad because they did it right the first time, and then that made everyone be like, oh, shit, that's what we have to do. Now, quick, rush, rush, rush. And so we saw what? The Zoom and the Galaxy Tab and all this other crap that just wasn't done yet. Hardware or software. The market is still very much the iPad and everything else. I don't know, man. This Transformer Prime, <laughs> I'm pretty sure this this is going to be the one that gives it the run, I think. Well, okay, let me rephrase that. And that's the my and, bias. But. The, the iPad, the uh, Kindle Fire, and everything else. And, I mean, maybe the Transformer will come out and be a force of the market, but we don't know that yet. Uh, it might happen. It might not. But I think that the reason why the Kindle Fire is getting all the press is because of the price point. Uh, well, yeah. And I think the reason why the iPad still the, the the standard is because it ju- it does provide, and you could argue this, but for most people, it provides the best user experience. Mm, I, I think you're missing a huge part, and unfortunately, it's why the Transformer is not going to get mass adoption. People don't recognize the brand name. People know Amazon. Uh-huh. People recognize the Kindle brand. Are you telling People me that? People do not know who Asus is. Hold on. Are you telling me that all of those netbooks they sold, that that's not going to be enough to get them the recognition that they deserve? No. No? That's that exactly was about, what I'm that telling was about you. The, <laughs> yeah, that was about a cheap computer. They didn't. Uh, that was people going in saying, "I want the cheapest laptop I can get," because they didn't care. I mean, really? I, I sell computers. Are you serious? I, I own thought... a computer store, and I can tell you that people do not know what they're buying when they buy a netbook. I love my netbook. It was more about the fact that I went from an Alienware to a netbook, and just biking with it in my backpack, it was so much lighter. And that's all I cared about. Well, sure, you don't need chiropractic after you're exactly. and I, around with a netbook versus a 40-pound Alienware. But that, it's, right. that's not – you know, I'm not saying that they're not good. I mean I, I, I like Asus and I like Acer and I like most of the companies that are putting out netbooks. But I also live in the space and I know the brands. Right, right. Most people don't know the brands. They, I, I've seen 
how many Linksys routers are installed in this country? Ugh. Oh, billions. And, and, and let me ask you, because I bet you've all had the same experience. What do non-techie people refer to that brand as? Linksys. Right. Linksys. They can't even pronounce it, and it probably sits on most of their desks, and they look at it and day after day. They have paper they on top of it, letting it overheat, and ugh. Well, and, th- that too, but they don't, they don't make that brand connection that, they, that people do with Apple. There's a brand connection there. There's a brand connection with Amazon and the Kindle. Well, the, and in that's their, why it's been successful. In their defense, though, you didn't really see Cisco marketing like Apple did or designing things like Apple did. It's an appliance. That's what it is. It, it routes packets. Like, do that and don't collide right. and be done. But, and that's the point. And so why do people have, have that router? People have that router for one of two reasons. They randomly chose that over the D-Link or the Netgear or in some the places the Friendnet. Belkin. Or they know a, or the Belkin. <laughs> the or 20. they know a geeky person who said, get this Linksys, I like it, it works good. You know, I've had Linksys, Linksys, Linksi, <laughs> that were just terrible. Couldn't keep a connection and save their life. This one down here is so great, though. I, I don't know what it is. It runs... in? No, old school one. It's like it's it's the last model that you could flash the firmware and put your own Linux router software on it. WRT fifty four G. Thank you. That's the one. And the irony is, is they released another model which was even better, but I don't think you could flash it, which was a WRT fifty four G two, and that sucker was a flying nice router. It's in the same case as the uh, WRT one twenty ends. Um. And boy, am I geeking out here! That a boy. Uh, I, I love that I'm the only one that I'm not the only one that knows model numbers. <laughs> you should also look up Droid Cheap too. Oh, nice! I just got a message from my mother. Uh, she said that hey, this says that if you have the <coughs> Verizon 4G LTE device, it might not fit in the Galaxy Nexus GSM car dock. I'm so sick of that. I just want. A car dock that works. That's all. Is that? Am I ever going to get what I want? Is it no. that different because of the GSM to the the uh, LTE models? Like, it's is it really not going to fit? I'm so mad. It says for all you people out there that spent that chunk of change on the GSM iteration of the Samsung Galaxy Nexus, a real car dock, not just one that is a piece of plastic will be offered at retailers soon. Unfortunately, if you want it quick, you may need to order from an international vendor and wait two or three months. So, uh, But they say that the 4G LTE flavor of the smartphone may not be able to use the new accessory because the two models out right now are not the same size. Thank you, guys. Verizon's 4G LTE device is slightly thicker than its GSM counterpart. And that's probably stock battery. Then you throw in the bigger battery, and it makes it that much more thicker. And now, bleh. Uh, they say the tests have been done to confirm this, and everything is really contingent on whether the position of the three-pin connector is the same. In any case, this is definitely something to look forward to. And with the success of the Galaxy Nexus is having at retailers, looks like we may have a hit accessory on our hands. Thank you, Fandroid. I want... A car dock. I live in my work truck. I deliver water for a living. Like, I'm in my truck all the time, and I'm still using my Droid X because I have a legit dock for that. So sad. 
Somehow this brings up an old uh, song for me, Sitting in the Dock by the Bay. Something like that. Awesome. Otis Redding. Otis Redding? Thank you. It was, it was actually Otis a Top Redding. Gun reference, I was thinking. But, oh, uh, nice. Okay. Well, uh, Sherwin, you mentioned uh, that uh, app. You want to mention it again before we get out of here? We'll do our app picks as we do at the end of every show. Yep, the app is uh, Tech Secure. Tech Secure. Yeah, T E X T S E C U R E, Tech Secure. And I think we should also mention that if you can get in on betas of stuff like this, help test. I mean, it, it's not going to hurt you unless, you know, it does, but more times than not, you know, it's, it's probably not. It's probably it's not. It's not going to hurt you unless it hurts you. Thank you very much, Matt. That's what I'm here for, guys. All right. But uh, I mean, you can possibly get a free license if they ever decide to sell it because you help test, right? <laughs> That's right. I mean, it's, you're, you're doing good all over, all around. Good, good, good news all around. God. All right. Uh, but, yeah, if you guys go to whispersys.com, you can see a whole bunch of mobile security for Android stuff that uh, Moxie and his team have been working on. They got Whisper Monitor point one, Flashback point one, encrypted backups for Android. Huh? Red Phone point four, encrypted voice for Android. Ooh. Now, is... Huh. I suppose that's a conversation for another time, but I heard that the GSM encryption for what voice goes through was pretty cracked, so maybe this is a an answer to that? I don't know. We don't yeah, really but the only problem is you're going to have two people using it because you have to have... Using well, the same... Yep. Right, right. Right. Yeah. It, it, they sell those uh, GMRS and FRS uh, band uh, handheld walkie-talkies, and some of them have voice protect feature. Well, the catch is is that you've got to have somebody with an identical model by an identical manufacturer, or at least very close, to be able to decode your vo- your voice on the other end. So it breaks the standard, no. uh, you know, in favor of security. Well, yeah, mm. yeah. So I, I that brings up a question I've always had. I've always seen in here in in the options of Android for the phone. There's a thing called voice privacy, and it's usually checked. Do, do you guys have any idea what that does? Because I have no clue. <laughs> anyone? <Yeah>. Bueller? <laughs> anyone? Mm, hold on. At this point, I know Stop. I could have Stop. googled it, and I didn't. I'm a piece. Of crap. I'm sorry. It encrypts outgoing voice calls and uses secure channels when available. Oh, really? Like when someone else is using the exact same? Okay. So uh, they say if you're interested in trying out Redphone and need someone to call you, join Pound Whisper Systems on irc.freenode.net. Probably also a great place to hang out if you want to get hacked. (laughs) No, I'm just <laughs> I used to love IRC, man. IRC was where I lived. Idol Wars, Shroomery.org. Oh, man. Good stuff. Good times. IRC is still a pretty good time. Yeah, I, I stopped using it. I don't know. I, I should get back into it again. I've I way think too I'm much. I'm on IRC more than I am on regular <laughs> messaging. Really? I used to be, too. I had this gateway called Biddleby that I would run on a Linux thing. I could just SSH to it with putty from uh, my phone or wherever, and then I'd just run the screen, and I was always there. I, I ruled so bad at Idle Wars. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, okay. just don't even Epics. worry. Yeah, what's yours, Joey? Dazzle uh, us, this, please. This week I'm going for a cop-out. This is an easy one. Internet Movie Database, IMDB app. 
it's nothing more than an aggravated web browser, but uh, it is very handy to be able to hit one button on your home screen and go right straight to IMDb. It's great when I get the nook on the on the couch as I'm watching something. I'm going, hmm, who is that? And I can click on IMDb, punch in a search, and there I'm at. I bet that bugs your girlfriend in no end because I do the same thing. I'm like, oh, <laughs> wow, that too. was – he was in – No, she's usually on my laptop or her laptop on the other end of the couch doing the same thing. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's a I keeper. you were going to say she was on your lap. Doing the same thing. Whoa! <laughs> and I'll, I'll Easy, say, buddy. IMDb is more than just a little web web browser thing. Like that that their new app is really nice. I mean, trailers, everything is all just right there, and it looks really slick. Oh yeah, of course. What I meant by, by that was you could go to a browser, you could pull up the exact same oh, thing. Oh, right, right. It's not anything you know huge, but it, it's it's definitely well put together, um, and it's formatted fairly well. I, I dare say it looks uh, good even on a small tablet. Yeah, it does. So. Wow, what a great idea! We're just gonna make a database of all the movies ever. Oldest website on the internet. Is it? Yep. I thought that was Angel Fire. No. Do you remember Angel Fire? <laughs> I do, but oh, that man. was after IMDb. You know, when I was in Libby yesterday, it's about an 80-mile drive there, 80 miles back, there's a sign that says, check out our new website at whatever.tripod. <laughs> I was like, whoa, tripod. You remember tripod? I miss my GeoCities pages. Yep, same idea. Wow. <laughs> I, this is making me feel nostalgic for my X page. Shit. Front page. So, uh, is that, is that like is that like RedTube? What's RedTube? Uh, <laughs> yeah, another website that I've only heard about. That's brilliant. My girlfriend told me about this one. But yeah, I think if if you guys were listening last episode and were were anxious to hear us talk to Sherwin as we all were, uh, this tech secure. This is looking more and more like the the one to go with now. If if you use that, and honestly. It, I don't know, man. I almost feel like with Messenger in a, what was that, Google Plus or Google Voice, you almost don't even need a text plan anymore. It's it's getting to that point. I mean, granted, you don't even need a voice plan except that the carriers are monopolizing a-holes, I suppose, to put it nicely, um, that you can't really. But, you know, Republic Wireless, right, Joey? Drink. Republic Wireless, uh, Galaxy Nexus, Carrier IQ. Text secure 0.5 encrypted text for Android. Good find for sure. So, uh, Jeremy, dazzle. Yeah. Us. So, you ever get a phone call from somebody and like they hang up and you're going, I don't have that number in my contacts and maybe I recognize it, but I don't know. And you're all pissed off, but you don't want to call them right back. I found an app called Reverse Lookup. And sometimes it's a little funky on me. Sometimes I got to manually enter the number into it. But what it's supposed to do and the way it usually works is you fire it up. It'll crawl your uh, your phone log and it'll give you the options for phone numbers that don't have a name associated with them. And it'll dig across Google and other databases that I don't even recognize. And it'll say, oh, here's this person or here's this organization. Hmm. Very helpful. And it's free. That's awesome. So then you can know who to blacklist in your list uh, on your phone and who not to. Or you can freak them out when you call them back and you're like, no, I'm not going to give you money organization name here. <laughs> Insert and here. They, yeah. <laughs> awesome. And then they also, it looks like they have reverse lookup plus for a buck ninety nine. 
which does what? I, I, I don't know. No ads, sure. better UI responsiveness, and future update priority. Nice. If you like it, it's worth the money. But, you know, I'll admit, I haven't paid for it. It's fine. Yeah, it's fine. It's all good. Seth? Is, um, you know, GameLoft had, I don't know if any of you guys saw, but GameLoft had that big sale this week on the Android market. And so I downloaded a bunch of games for the Galaxy Nexus so I could play with them. And one of them... Did you, know, you try are... Frontline Commando? Did you try Frontline Commando? That was my pick last week. I don't think that week. was... Is that one of them? No, no. I'm just saying that. You said games for that. That was my pick last week. And oh, oh I put it on the, no. the Transformer. It's so amazing. Okay, I'll look at that. No, I, I think I got like there's like Modern Combat three and Backstab and a racing game and, but the one that I'm talking about today is um, just because I think it was the most surprising to me. It's called Order and Chaos HD. I think is what it's called. <laughs> it's they're basically their World of Warcraft clone. I mean, maybe that's that's probably the derogatory way to say it. Ah. But it's their MMO. You <sighs> know what I mean? Well, <laughs> <sighs> Is it Sorry. better than the other, and I use this in air quotes, MMOs uh, <laughs> that are all clones of, like, Mafia Wars? Hey, there is no such thing as other MMOs. There is only the one. Well, here, here's, you know, I really haven't spent that much time on it because I just haven't had time in the last couple of weeks, but I probably spent an hour on it when I first opened it up. And so, I don't, I mean, this isn't like a full review or anything close to it. This is just initial impressions. So I was initially impressed with just, uh, just you know, it actually felt like I was almost on a computer playing an MMO, right? So there's, like, people to talk to, and I've got, like, a, um, you know, you walk around, you know, it's 3D, everything's pretty decent graphics. There's quest lines. You know, you have an inventory. You have potions, like, so you can craft and things like that. And so I was just impressed that, um, you know, where, like, I've, I've become used to some of these, like, you know, you know, like yeah, mafia wars and things like that. But this actually seemed like a pretty robust, a real MMO. If someone, if someone's into that stuff, um, this is definitely something worth checking out. Although I did notice that I played it for an hour, and it sucked the battery down because I was playing over 4G. Oh yeah. I didn't, I, I, didn't, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't have Wi-Fi access available, so you know, because I was doing 4G, high use CPU, and the screen. You know, and so those oh, things, to, those three things together, really killed the fast. Like, I mean, you could like almost see. The, thing like going down <laughs> you know that's the battery amazing. indicator so that's just a warning for that but it's totally worth checking out if you if you like mmos it seems like it'd be pretty fun i'm kind of happy to see the shift from all of these what what we call them toilet games pooping games or whatever <laughs> like you you just play for a minute or two while you're taking a dump at work or five or ten and then that's it like and we're getting more away from that and more towards, you know, actual games that are stimulating, I suppose. And I, I like that. I don't think it's such a good thing for Nintendo, maybe, unless they make a phone like Sony or something. I don't know. I just want a controller that I can play all my games on here with on the, on the Prime, which is Bluetooth, right? Which is Wii. Wii controllers are Bluetooth. I heard you could do that. It's true. Someone send you should me, write that up. Send me a Wii controller, P.O. Box 3652, Kalispell, Montana, 59903, and I will do that. And you guys will never see me again. I'll be here playing my thousands of MAME-emulated games, just, like, loving life. 
I got into a wicked game of Jackal the other day, dude. Do you remember Jackal? No. The little Jeep? You throw... Anyway. If you come up with anything else, sure, when we, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, def- definitely will. I would love to help you build that list and put it on the an- mm. Attack of the Android site and on your site and just everywhere we can and point people to it and be like, look... You cannot just willy-nilly download any app you want because these apps are going to steal some of your information. And the more stuff you put on there, the more of a target that becomes and the more people say, well, I'm done writing malware for PCs because that's nobody keeps anything on their PCs anymore. It's all about the mobile. I'm writing malware for mobile. There's the title Sherman, of the episode. Sherman, you actually have kind of an epic business opportunity here if you ever wanted to capitalize it capitalize on it and that would be to start a business where you start an alternative app store where you guarantee the security of all the apps and you get the publishers to pay for the review of the apps but not in like a shady tech self-filtering kind of way because nobody's going to pay to have the app on there if they know there's you know malicious content in there so So. sounds like a good idea we just got to get a few uh App developers on <laughs> on board as we're willing to dive even farther, but yeah, sounds like a good idea. The thing is, we only release five apps a week. That way, we don't get in over our heads. If you, <laughs> I imagine just going through code like day in and day out. No, I don't. I don't think you have to go through code. I think you just kind of have to sandbox some stuff and have a few testers. And yeah, I. I... Yeah, I, I bet you I can see it. it. I can see it happening. I can see it happening. We should do it. Let's do it. I'm not. I'm not running <laughs> enough businesses. I'm in. I'm in. I only do four, <laughs> five. I'll, I'll podcast about it. Shit. I stole my friend's phone and rooted it. <laughs> and all I got was this stupid shirt. <laughs> and then I had to steal this shirt from him. <laughs> I went to Vice City and all I got was this shirt. Interesting. Look out for that. And uh, yeah. yeah. We do these shows every Thursday. We're going to start doing them live uh, on the the great wall of, of our Justin TV uh, camera embeds there. Because uh, that's not going to be a disaster. Oh, no. It's going to be and phenomenal. Everyone can watch. Oh, man. It's me. I'm going to have to wear pants. Me on the top and then the, the subscribe <laughs> button and then a wall of four of you guys. And oh, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be like Hollywood Squares all over again. I'm very excited. Oh, and I do want to mention we got a Twitter account specifically for Attack of the Androids. It's twitter.com slash AOTA radio, I think. Is that it? AOTA radio. AOTA radio. Yep, that's the one. So follow us there, and that will be... Because before we were just using my Twitter, my Groovy Matt Twitter, but this is one that we will all post to, hopefully. Not just me. And, yeah, uh, followers. Yeah. Sweet. Twitter.com slash AOTA radio. So check that out. And uh, like I said, keep an eye out for our new site. I look forward to our theology podcast coming soon. Any, anytime, you let me know. <laughs> you think of a really clever name for it. <laughs> I will then. <laughs> on, guys. Sherman, thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. Right, Thank you guys. for Thank tolerating you. us. <laughs> sure when you were great. Yep. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Have a good night, guys. All right. And we'll uh 
We'll talk to you guys later. Check out all of our stuff over on groovypost.com and a new domain.net. Bufferoverflowshow.com, hotboxpodcast.com, thejamhole.com slash music. I rap. Check it. Peep game. Recognize. And we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Game recognize game. Game recognize game. <laughs> It's a tap of the end.